Thank you for leading in that wonderful singing. This morning I have simply titled my sermon, God's Timing. I remember one time I came across a quote hanging on a wall. It said this, Today is a good day for a good day. I was thinking about that, getting ready for this sermon in 2021. 2021 is a good year for a good year. There are some things in life that seem to always happen at the wrong time, don't they? Sometimes we plan, we strategize, and then something happens and the wheels come off our plans. And it all goes in the ditch. And I'm sure a lot of people right now would be thinking about a lot of things that happened that way in 2020. Whatever it may be that has gotten your life off the rails, it's gotten the wheels come off your plans, it's never like today's a good day for bad news. It doesn't work that way. Maybe you felt that way about your health. It's never a good day to get sick. At least I don't find it that way. It's never like today's a nice day to be ill. It's always like, why this? Why now? We never have time for that, it seems. The experiences of life, whatever those experiences may be, they still happen in this thing we call time. They're packaged and carried in time. This morning I want to focus on God's timing. If there's one thing for sure, we don't control time. We just don't. And if God would start working with us in time, the way we might feel he should or would like him to, if God would come come to us and say, by the way, Jake, I think you're scheduled for some suffering. You're actually due for some hardship." I think I would resist and push back, and we all would. Not now. Now's not a good time. That's what we all would say all the time. We don't want hardship. We don't want challenges. We evade them if we can. We sidestep them, detour them. But I want to say this. There is a great freedom When a person comes to a point in life where the person can accept and surrender themselves to what is without having to be in control. Let me repeat that. There's a great freedom in life when a person comes to the point where they can accept and surrender to what is without having to be in control. But as humans, we do want to be in control. I'm not saying anything against strategizing, against planning and vision casting. It all has its place. But really, in the big scheme of things, there's so very little that we can control. So very little we have control of. Especially 2020, if we look back. We have seen how very little we can control. And at the same time, how desperately people did try, are trying still, even now we know it's going to continue. Politicians, leaders, thinking they got this, we can handle this, we can manage this. No, we can't. 
We have got no clue what's going to happen in 2021. We have no idea what the year will hold for us. We just don't know. We don't know if we'll survive 2021. Many people who started out with hopes and dreams in the beginning of 2020, they're no longer with us. Some of them are fairly young when they quickly died. Their life was snuffed out. What we do know is that we're not guaranteed anything, absolutely nothing. God has not come to us with a list of things, okay, I'm going to give you this much more time and these many more opportunities and, and so on. No, that doesn't happen. The most certain thing about life is its uncertainty. And yet, we like it convenient, comfortable, and predictable. And the more we focus on it, the greater the disappointment is when it doesn't work out. Now, I'm not judging people who want to find some form of convenience or try to make life a little bit comfortable or bring some predictability to life. I'm not judging that. But that has to be held with an open hand. Those things can become very heavy burdens when that's what life becomes about. And sometimes it's by God's grace that he intervenes, he steps in, and sometimes allows us to fail at our objectives. Not because he wants what's bad for us, but because we need to again be reminded who we really depend on. We sometimes start worshiping our objectives, our goals. We sometimes start depending on them. Once we get and once we attain and once we achieve, and God's not impressed with that. It's almost as if we're saying to God, not in these words, but the meaning is the same, saying to God things like, okay, Lord, if you'll bless me, then I will. And, and God is looking at, is that the condition here? God's not impressed. God does not want us to start depending on the outward circumstances of life for us to have a good time or for us to be at peace or for us to have comfort. Jesus had peace. He was a man of comfort. He was at rest even in the most difficult situations. I think it's safe to say that looking ahead into 2021, we might all say, well, we at least want to get it right. We don't want to mess this year up. We don't want to mess up our 2021. We want to get it right. We don't want to fail. And that's good. That's, that's, that's noble. That's actually very nice. So what is the best we can do? Well, we can start with God. We can adjust ourselves to his timing. And things will be a lot more manageable. I'm not saying easier. I'm not saying better, but at least it won't have to topple us, get us off the rails. There's a story in the Bible about a man who was very rich, very famous, and very popular. He was a man, in other words, who had it all. He wrote a book about it called Ecclesiastes. And for him, life pretty much had worked out the way he planned it or the way he wanted it to. His objectives were attained, he reached his goals, and so on. But there came a point in time in his life when he became so disillusioned, so just whatever with everything, he says it's all vanity chasing after the wind, and he became discouraged and disgruntled about everything. 
And in fact, the book is a pretty dark book. It's a lot of dark stuff in there. It left him feeling empty and disillusioned what he had experienced and, and the stuff that he thought if he had this stuff it would do for him what he wanted it to, it didn't. And I think I can say that goes for many people today. Many people today feel if only and once we get and so on. Not for Solomon it didn't. There's a chapter in the book of Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and I want to spend a bit of time in that chapter this morning. And just to look into some of the things that the writer says. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beginning verse 1. The writer says, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep. A time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Continuing verse 5. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep, a time to cast away. A time to tear, a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. In this short passage, we have basically every arena of life mentioned. Every part of life is covered, from birth to death and everything in between. Here in this passage, the writer encapsulates the whole of life in a time frame. After having said these beginning words, a time to be born and a time to die, it's like those are the bookends, the bookmarks on, each, on either side of this whole pile, whatever's in between. From A to Z, everything goes in between, a time to be born and a time to die. This container is like a container of time. And in this container, we find ourselves. All the joys, all the sorrows, all the highs, all the lows, all the ups and all the downs, and whatever else comes in between. What if we had a say in this? What if we could choose or cherry-pick our way through this list. Now, what would we like? What if we could approach this container and start just picking out certain things that we would like, rejecting others that we don't like? Let's look at the next slide here. I highlighted these. Let's just say, okay, I'd like a time to be born. I don't want about dying. That's different. I don't want that one. A time to plant, sure, that sounds good. A time to pluck up, no, there's no point in planting if I'm going to pull it up anyway. A time to heal sounds good. A time to break down, no, don't want that one. Time to kill, don't want that one. Time to build up, okay, that's good. We'll have that one. Time to weep, nope, don't like weeping. Time to laugh, sure, we'll have lots of that one. Time to mourn, nope. Time to dance, okay, we'll take that one. A time to cast away stones, no, I'm not interested. A time to gather stones, okay, collecting is good. Time to embrace, sure, we'll have that one. Time to refrain from embracing, nope, that sounds too much like rejection. A time to seek, I like that one. 
time to lose? Nope, I don't like losing stuff. A time to keep? Okay, I want that one. A time to cast away? Nope, don't want that one. Time to tear? Nope, not either. A time to sow? Okay, we can do that. A time to keep silence? No, I don't like that. A time to speak? Okay, we'll do that one. A time to love? Have that one. A time to hate? Nope. A time for war? Nope. A time for peace? Okay, we'll take that one as well. What would happen if we cherry-picked our way through life? Let's look at the next slide here. I kind of neatly organized it here. See, this would be nice, right? A time to be born, a time to plant, a time to heal, a time to build up, a time to laugh, a time to dance, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to seek, a time to keep, a time to sow, a time to speak, a time to love, a time for peace. How about that? What if we could do that? Well, the truth is we can't. The point is life is not like that. We as human beings are not in charge as much as we'd like to tell ourselves we are. We do have very little control. We can control our responses to the things that happen to us, but not the things that happen. They just come. If there's a time to be born, there's a time to die. There's a time to lose. You know what? This world has sold us a bag of lies telling us you can have it all and keep it all too. Even we as Christians, we struggle with this. We somehow have bought into this philosophy that it's all about us to make us happy and successful and secure. And I'm not saying it's all wrong, but when that becomes the objective, we've missed the mark. It's about self-determination, self-actualization, it's about what I want, and so on and so forth. And, and really, we can't control very much. The best thing we can do is live to God's glory in the situations and circumstances that he allows into our lives. Or we can decide to rebel, refuse, chart our own path. And if we start cherry-picking our way through life, I want this but not that, that mindset will get us very tired in a very short time. It'll leave us disillusioned with life just like Solomon was. And I would encourage you, read the book of Ecclesiastes sometime. And a group of people that I would like to mention whom this is very hard especially for is our current generation. Especially the young generation of our time has been taught that we can have it all. Well, we can have lots, but we don't know if we can have it all. Some of us will die young. Some of us will not make it very far. We will get sick. We'll have diseases. Some of us will be hit with tragedy. And then when it does, then we're so disappointed, we can't receive it. I know this is hard maybe for the young generation to hear, but it's true, it needs to be said. No, we cannot always have it all. Some people will be born and are born into dire poverty. Others are born into oppressive countries where they cannot have opportunities. Others face persecution, horrific, horrendous oppression. And there's no way for them to ever, quote-unquote, make it to the top. And maybe, even, maybe even in this country, maybe some of us will make it to the top, so to speak, in the financial world or whatever we may call it. And even then, we're not sure of anything. I'll say it this way. A life lived in hardship and pain and suffering for the glory of the Lord is still precious in the sight of God. In fact, I would say it's more precious than life lived in convenience and comfort outside of the will of God. A life lived for self, no matter how comfortable and convenient 
is, so, is a delusion and in God's eyes has no value. We need the hard times as much as we need the good times for us to become the men and women God wants us to be. Jeremiah was a prophet who wrote during a very dark time in the history of his nation. He preached of coming judgment. He preached of coming hardships. And, and they did come. And, and the people in his day thought, you know, it's always the other country that gets invaded. It's always the other country that gets their economy wrecked. It's always the other country that gets hard times. And always the other country that gets famine and crop failures. No, but not this time. This time it was Jeremiah's country. He said it would happen, and it did happen. And as a response to what happened, he wrote a book called Lamentations. He, he mourned and wept the loss of what had happened. In Lamentations chapter 3, there's a verse, verse 27. I would like to read that verse. It says, Jeremiah's words, Lamentations 3, 27. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. That's huge. Learn early in life to expect imperfection, to expect challenges, to expect hardships. And then when they do come, which they inevitably will, they're not, not a surprise to us. He had seen it all. He knew what he was talking about. He had seen the hardship, the pain, the struggle, the loss, and the death he knew what he was talking about. And you know, the sooner we accept the reality that life is not fair, life is not easy, life is going to be hard, the farther we'll get. And the more solid and the stronger we'll stand. There's many people who want to build all kinds of safeguards and protection into their lives. Take this precaution and that precaution, then we'll be safe and only to realize it may not work. I'm not saying we should be reckless and careless. Oh yes, take your medications if the doctor prescribes them, do your exercises. But let's not go blaming God when something goes wrong. Life happens. A time to be born, a time to die, and everything in between. But really we don't want the yoke, do we? We try to shave and carve and chisel and whittle our way into a position where it's going to be comfortable and convenient. May 2021 not be a year like that. The sooner in life a person surrenders themselves to God's lot in life for them, the greater the benefit will be. But it's the opposite of what our world and what our culture teaches us. The culture of our time does not want to hear a message about a yoke, about challenges. Our culture wants to teach us to believe that we can have it all. Just do it right and it's all ours. We should be exempt from pain, from struggle. Let's continue reading in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beginning verse 9. The writer says, What gain has the worker from his toil? I've seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He's made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceived that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Continuing verse 13. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all this. This is God's gift to, to man. I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added 
Nothing can be taken away from it. God has done it so that no people can fear before him. That which is already has been, that which is to be already has been, and God seeks what has been driven away. The writer realizes the incredible limitations of humanity. We may think we can do some things, and in the big picture of things, we can do only very little. The writer asks the question, what gain has the worker from his toil? God has created people for his glory, for his service. That's why we're here. And the world is a very broken place. It's very corrupt. It's very sinful. But in all of that, there still is beauty. And God has created it that way. And he wants us to enjoy it. God wants us to serve and work and live for his glory. And it is a beautiful thing. What the writer realizes is God has made it beautiful in its time. He said everything beautiful in its time. God has placed eternity into the hearts of humanity. And even then, we are still limited. We're confined. We're limited. We don't have endless opportunity. And the writer encourages the reader to do what they're created to do. And in the big scheme of things, we're not outside of time. We're still in control, in God's control. The writer of Ecclesiastes was a man who had seen much, and he wrote down his observations. And for us, there's a lesson here this morning. We're better off by far if we surrender ourselves to the yoke, live in the confines that God has placed us under. There's nothing wrong with living in these physical human bodies. It's beautiful, it's God's plan, and it's glorious when we do, as long as we don't try to take God's place. What is also his plan is that we live our lives according to his plan in these, this time frame of being born and time to die. Maybe a difficult road. Maybe it will be relatively easy for, for some compared to others. Maybe it will be a short road. Maybe it will be a long road. But we're not in charge of that. At the end of the day, it's not about us. It's about the one whose name we carry. When we think of God's time, what will 2021 be like? We're given one page to live, one life to live. When our page is done, we step off the stage and go home. Many went home in 2020. Many will go home in 2021. We don't know where we will end up. We do know we have today. Today is the first day of January 1st of 2021, May we live to God's glory, not just today, but the rest of the days of this year, so that when 2021 comes to a close, we can say, thank you, Lord, for this year. There's so much pain and hurt in this world, but there's also so much good. We must remember that. I want to read a poem that's very special to me, that I've read before, and it fits kind of what God's calling is on our life as we move forward into 2021. Actually, we're servants of Christ, we're soldiers of Christ, and so let's, let's remember that. I'll read the poem. Am I a soldier of the cross is the title. Am I a soldier of the cross, a follower of the Lamb, and shall I fear to own his cause or blush to speak his name? Must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease, while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas? Are there no foes for me to face? Must I not stem the flood? Is this vile world a friend to grace to help me on to God? Since I must fight, if I would reign, increase my courage, Lord. I'll bear the toil, endure the pain, supported 
by thy word. There's a time to be born, a time to die, and everything in between. And that's how we live as, our, as, our, as soldiers of the cross, living for Christ during this time here on earth. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word to us, for, this, for the writer of Ecclesiastes, when he shared how there's a time for everything under the sun. There's a time for us too. So Lord, help us to live our days here on this earth to your glory and honor, however many, however few they may be, however easy they may be, however difficult they may be. Help us, Lord, to be soldiers of the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.